God's Word this morning. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Begin with verse number 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend. I love that. I love that. You read over in, in, in Acts, it says, this, it says the same Jesus you see going up is the same Jesus. He's not sending somebody else back. He's not sending an ambassador. This same Jesus is coming back. So it says, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so shall ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Down to verse number, chapter number 5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them as travailing upon a woman with a child, they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not of the darkness, that 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 day should be overtake you as a thief. You are the children of the light, you are the children of the day, and we are not night nor the darkness. Therefore let us not sleep and do as others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep in the night, and they that drunk, and drunk in the night, can I say again, it is a sin to be drunk. Amen. I don't care what they're trying to tell you. It's a disease and all that stuff. It's still a sin. But let us who are the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of the faith and love and for the helmet of the hope and salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain the salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray this morning. Father, we come before you thanking for all your mercy and grace and love. Father, we just pray that our hearts are open this morning. We receive the engrafted word that you have for our lives this morning. Lord, let us place it in our lives and let it build and grow. and Let it be a seed that's planted, Lord, that spring forth, Lord. We just praise you for that, Lord. Touch each one here this morning, Lord. Touch those who are lost, saved. Uh, Lord, whatever needs be met in their lives, I pray that you meet them this morning, Lord. And empty me of self and fill me thy word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may sit down. I'm preaching this morning, like I said, uh, to those who don't know Jesus, but I'm also preaching to those that are saved and know the Lord this morning. The, the, the hour is late, he tells us. We're, we're real close to the event that uh, we have just read about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Bear out the facts that we are close to this event taking place. If you don't, don't believe it, it's either because your eyes are blinded by the God of this world, or you're, you're a Christian that has that had their head poked in the sand, in the dirt, uh, and you're not watching and waiting and, and looking for what's going on around us this morning. Preaching on the condition of His coming. What, according to the Bible, will be the condition, the climate, the circumstances on earth when Jesus returns? He's coming. How do you know He's coming? Well, the Bible said He's coming. And whatever Jesus had told before and said it happened, it happened. He said, I will die. He died and he rose again. He said, I, I'll rise again and he rise again. And he said, I'm coming back. And I believe that in my heart that he said he's coming back. He's coming back. 
I, I realize the Bible that they said, but that day and that hour, no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. I realize we don't know the day that He's coming. We don't know the hour that He's coming. But according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we can know the times and seasons. I, I will never predict the day that He's coming back. I'll never uh, be like those that said He's coming back on this day or that day or that hour. I, I'll never do that because you're going to look like a fool when you do something like that. No man knows the day. But he said there's some things that you can look around and you can see there is a season and there are a time that gives and points to that day that's coming. According to the Bible, Jesus said, the Bible said it would, it would be like in this day when Jesus returns. What it would be like, what would be the conditions and the climate of his coming this morning? Can I say, according to the Bible, it would be a disobedient day. It would be a disobedient day when Jesus returned. You read in your Bible, Jesus said it was in the days of Noah. And it would be also the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You remember the days of Noah. The Bible says the long-suffering of God waited to the days of the ark while the ark was preparing. I, I don't know how long it took to prepare the ark. There's been speculations. I, 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 they said there have been 120 years or, or more, but he, uh, we don't, I don't know exactly how long it was, but I know if Noah and his boys the only one working on that, build on that, it took them a long time to build that ark. Uh, but not only was Noah building that ark, uh, Noah was a preacher. He was a preacher of, of righteousness, and he was a preacher, uh, uh, preached the message of judgment. He preached for 120 years uh, Telling people, you need to get right with God. There's a judgment coming. You need to wake up. There's something that's going to happen. You need to get your life right this morning. He preached and he preached and he preached. And do you know what happened? Nobody done a thing with his preaching. Nobody did anything with his preaching. I imagine those that came by Noah preaching that, that message of judgment. Well, I can just go on down the road. And I'll, I'll, I'll get better service down there. They won't preach on how to get me condemned. They won't preach on make me feel uncomfortable. Their preaching won't scare me. Their preaching won't get me all riled up. I'll, I'll just go on down that church down the road there and I'll feel a lot more comfortable about what they're saying. I'm not listening to this woolly bully preacher that's spitting and yelling and screaming and my holler in my face. I'm not going to listen to that. People ask me, why do you holler in the church all the time? Why do you get excited in a church sometimes. Why do you keep sweating? Well, I'm trying to wake you up. We have gone to sleep in church this morning. The seasons and the time is right upon us and if we're not looking for the return of Christ, then you get caught without looking. Noah preached all those years and nobody did anything with his preaching because it was a bad day it was a disobedient day you can look around today we're, we're living in that day of Noah's preaching today 
People do nothing with the preaching. They hear the word of God. They hear what the man of God says, but they do nothing with it. They, they want this smooth preaching, easy listening preaching. Hey Amen. I'm telling you, I, I've been under those preachers too. I, I've been under that. Well, everything's good today. Everybody happy? I, I can't take that. I can't take that. I fall asleep. I understand why the church is asleep because they're being preached to sleep this morning. They ain't been told the word of God. Let me just say this. If you can't get excited talking about God, something wrong with you. Because anytime I get to talking about God, I get excited because I know what he's done for me. I know what Jesus did for me. He died upon the cross. He shed his blood. He said, if I die, I'll rise again. And he rose again to set me free. I'm no longer bound to this world or the chains of sin no more. It's a disobedient day that we live in today. It will be a decadent day. The Bible says as it was in days of Lot, so it would be the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You know what was happening in the days of Lot according to the book of Ezekiel? This was the identity, iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, an abundance of idleness. That's what led to their sins. The abundance of idleness and pride. Their minds got idle. The devil workshop is an idle mind. You keep on tempting the devil to tempt you and he will tempt you. We're living in a generation that are full of pride full of bread, and they're absolutely idle. And you know how I know they're idle today? They got the nose, it's, the, it's idle today, they're going to sleep today. We're living in a generation of idleness today. It's a decadent day. Sin is on every hand, filth is in our face, it's everywhere. Be careful of the music that you allow your children listening to, Amen. <laughs> Just because they say they're of God, just because they say they're gospel singers, that does not mean they are of God. Because let me just tell you this, music that influences your children means that that man and woman that sings that song is also influencing your children today. I know several people who sing gospel songs and their life is not that of a gospel person. They don't serve God. And we need to be careful need to be careful. Watch what your children are listening to. And we're living in a decadent day. You remember years ago. Yep, listen to this. Raise your hand if you remember on TV that the husband and wife slept in separate beds on TV. I love Lucy. Father knows best. I still watch those shows today. I still watch them. It, 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 was in, it was, hey, it was improper to see a man and woman in the same bed in those days. But what do we got today? We got pornography on TV for our kids to watch. Amen. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what God has told me. We've gone to sleep. We, we, we turn the TV on and we let our kids sit and watch this TV. And let me just, if you're not screening that TV, something wrong with you. I tell you, my biggest beef about TV is cartoons. Used to be Buzz Bunny and Roadrunner. Saturday morning, 7 o'clock, 8, 7 to 10, you get all that good old cartoons. 
Mayonnaise, you turn it on. South Park. Whoo. That, that ain't cartoon. That's just pure nastiness. Pure nastiness. It was, it's, a, it's a decadent day. We got filth in our face. We got all the stuff coming at us on every side and everywhere you turn around. It's filth. It's uh, pornography. It's sin everywhere around. You turn around and look. And we're having to live in this junk today. It's a disobedient day. It's a decadent day. But according to the Bible, it's going to be a dark day. It will be a darkness, day of darkness. Look what Paul said about the condition of his coming. In verse number two, he said, in the night. Verse number four, brethren are not in darkness. Verse number five, we are not the night, we are not of the night nor darkness. Verse number seven, for they that sleep, sleep in the night. For they that are drunken, are drunken in the night. Six different times Paul warns us of the condition of the coming Lord. It will be a dark day. And I'm not talking about the darkness of night uh, that's outside. I mean spiritually, climate would be dully darkness today. This gives us some very clear pictures to be seen. That I like for our hearts to get wrapped around this morning on these conditions of the coming as it relates to the nighttime that we live in today. What, what happens at nighttime? What goes on at nighttime that relates to the coming of Christ that we can see? First of all, people sleep at night. In verse number 7 it said, For they that sleep, sleep at night. But Paul said, this in verse number 6, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. You see what Paul is trying to tell us? Paul is saying they're, they're in the dark, to, and we are not in the dark. We are in the, and we are in the nighttime, but we are not of the night. We, we are children of the day. We are children of the light. We have the light living on inside of us, and every one of us, every children of the day, he says, thought to be in the we, it, being in the darkness just drives us. We're not to crawl up in bed and pull the cover of our heads and go to sleep because we're in the darkness, but we're to let our light shine this morning. I, I, Paul says, I'm trying to wake this church up. He's saying, don't go to sleep. Wake up. You say, what would be conditions of Jesus Christ return? People have gone to sleep in church. We were gone sleep in church. It's, that's the spiritual climate that we have in churches today. Spiritual slumber. How do you know that, preacher? Well, you talk to you talk to saved people, people that you know they're saved, been saved, and been walking this uh, walk with God, and you start talking to them. You say, "Well, preacher, I really don't see what's wrong with that. I, I, I really don't see." What's wrong with this? I, I don't understand why you got a, a fit over that. I, I don't understand why you uh, uh, throw a fit when somebody does that. When that's, I, I don't understand it because I see nothing. That's the problem. You don't see anything because you're gone to sleep this morning. Paul's trying to rouse them up. Paul's trying to stir them up. 
Paul's trying to remind him not to be asleep, to be sober, be vigilant. Look what's going, to, going on, don't you? Just don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. You realize that there are certain conditions that has to happen for you in order to go to sleep. Some, some people don't like it to be hot when they go to sleep. Some, some people don't like it to be cold when you go to sleep. They like to lay out and see in church the lukewarm. <laughs> Amen. Lukewarm. Some people don't like a lot of noise in, in, in the ear when they're trying to go to sleep. Certainly nobody likes the light being shining in the face when you're trying to go to sleep. So what are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to get noise in the ears. I'm trying to wake you up and I'm taking the word of God. I'm letting the light shine in you. I don't want you to be comfortable in church. Now, let, let me say this. Everybody's welcome in church. I don't care who you are, where you come from, race, creed, I don't care where you come from, what you're bringing on your back, what you got on your back, what you're dragging, I don't care. I'll shake your hand and smile says, welcome. But I don't want you to be comfortable in church. I don't want you to be comfortable in church. If you get comfortable in church, what's going to happen? Spiritually, you're going to fall asleep and you're going to miss something. Paul says, I'm trying to wake them up. I'm trying to rouse them out. Don't go to sleep. Don't do that. Jesus Christ in a dark day said they're getting comfortable. The climate has to be right. People has to have right. There is a, that people go to sleep at night. People sleep at night. People ask, you're one of them outdated preachers thinking that Jesus is coming back. Oh, yes, I am. How do you know, preacher? Because he said he was. Because he said he was. I look at people sitting in pews in churches all around this country today that claim to be Christians that have simply gone to sleep in their spiritual life this morning. People ask, why? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Because I'm trying to get people woken up. Get them out of that spiritual slumber that they slipped off into because it might just be too late. And don't need, you don't want to be too late. I, I read a story of this North Pole expedition. Eight, late 1880s, early 1900. It was a military captain army captain that led this expedition and, and they they went out from the camp and they started looking for the north pole and they they went so far it was getting dark and said well we couldn't find it so let's let's go back and they they started on their way back they've been journeying out for hours and coming back and, and the men said captain we're tired we need to take a rest and we need to just take a breather for a moment he said well i'm tired too so just let's take a breather about that time, the doctor's captain, 
Don't let them sit down. Don't let them take a break. Don't let them rest. And he says, well, they're they're tired. They're weary. So am I. He said, I'm telling you, Captain, if you let them sit down where they're at, they will die exactly where they're at because they get comfortable and they will die right then and there. You need to muster up all the courage you can, even if you got to take your bayonet and prog them and get up. He said he got them up. He progged them. They were murmuring and griping and but he kept urging them on, kept urging them, and every one of them got back to the camp safely. Can I say this? I've got my spiritual baronet out this morning. And I'm just going to take, don't get comfortable. Because you fall asleep, that's where you go die at. They sleep in church this morning. The spiritual condition for the return of Jesus Christ is that the church has gone to sleep. Can I tell you what else? People sin at night. People sin at night. For they that sleep, they sleep at night. For they drunk, they're drunken at night. See what Paul is trying to tell us. That most of sins happen at nighttime. You know why people sin at night? Because they don't think anybody sees them. Amen. If you're going to sin, sin it where nobody else is going to see you. But can I say this this morning? It's gotten so dark. Now they don't try to hide their sin. Sin is not being hid anymore. People start doing sin in day and night, and they don't care anymore. They used to hide their sin at night so nobody could see their sin. But now they're doing it right out in the open so everybody can see. Don't miss this. We are living in a night. So you know we're getting closer to the coming of the Lord if they don't hide it anymore. They don't hide their sin anymore. The entire climate of this world, the closer to Jesus' return, is darker and darker this morning. You know what that means? They don't even try to hide his sins anymore. Turn on your TV. Just turn your TV on. All these things that's happening on your TV, you see they don't hide it anymore. Now they've moved on to homosexuality and they said, hey, if you don't find like it or find it be acceptable, then you are the weirdo. And they moved on to this uh, abortion. Hey, they can do it midterm, preterm, afterterm. They can even have the child and still abort it after it's been born. And you say, I, I, I don't believe in it. I'm not of this world. I'm not taking part of this world. I'm not living in this world. And I'm not accepting it. I'm not okay with it. And I'm not going to run with it. I'm going to stand with the Bible said this morning. I'm going to let my light shine. I'm not going to hide it on a bushel basket. I'm going to let it shine that all the world may see that I believe what God said is the truth. People sleep at night. People steal at night. Look at verse 2 and 4. There's a word that will let you know the people will steal at night. Verse 2, the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief. 
in the night. Verse number four. You are not that the darkness that that other day should not take, overtake you as a thief. Paul said, listen to me. I'll tell you what the conditions will be like in the coming of the Lord. It will be as a thief stealing from you. I, I have no respect for low-down, dirty thief. I have no respect for somebody that'll break into my house and steal what belongs to me. I'm telling you. They'll steal anything, anytime. They'll steal Acts 8 and 37 from you. When the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They'll still, 1 John 5 and 7, where he deals with the Trinity of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They'll steal the Lordship of Jesus Christ and the blood and the, and the identity of Christ and Daniel who's walking in the fire. There are people that they are trying to take the Word of God, uh, this this. The Word of God is being uh, ramped up, attacked. Uh, these modern-day versions and these uh, uh, corrupt manuscripts are trying to say that this is not the Word of God. They're trying to steal everything you have. They're trying to steal the Word of God. The Word of the Lord is pure and true. As silver tried in a furnace of fire, earth purer than seven times. Uh, thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from the generation forever. For every Word of God is pure. He is the shield unto them that is pure cast into him the law of the Lord is perfect covering the soul the testimony of the Lord is soul make sure and it's simple for the word of God is quick and powerful it's a two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing the sunder and the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of their heart they're trying to steal the Word of God from you today. Now listen, Tabia, you need to take the Word of God and put it in your heart, hide it in your heart. It is a treasure that you and I have to have in our lives today. I believe there's coming a time they'll come and take every one of your Bibles, your King James Bible, they'll pull it out from you. That's why I tell you, you need to read the Bible, put the words in your heart, memorize the Word of God, and get it where it could be because there's going to be a day they'll take your Bible from you. Then what are you going to do? But to have it in your heart. But to live it in your life. This thus said the Lord. They sleep at night. They sin at night. They steal at night. I thank God for this book. You know Jesus is coming back. Because we're living in that day. They've stolen sin, decadent, disobedient day, and they're doing it right before people's eyes today. Not only do they sleep at night, not only do they sin at night, not only do they steal at night, but can I give you some encouragement this morning? I don't always like to leave you gloom and doom, saying, oh, Lord, what's they used to living for he said, hey, I ain't got no news. It's getting dark and sin is everywhere. Sins abound everywhere. I, there, there just seemed to be no hope. Can I say there isn't hope? Can I give you some hope this morning? The sun is coming up 
after the night. The sun is coming up after the night. After the night, the sun comes up. Can I tell you this? Don't worry about the dark of the night. Don't worry about what's happening in this world today. Because the sun is coming up. I don't know if it's true or not, but I like the sound of it. The darkest before the dawn. I like that. It's the darkest before the dawn. And it's getting mighty, mighty dark around here today. You say, well, it's light outside. I'm not talking about light and night and day. I'm talking about the spiritual darkness that we're living in today. That's surrounding us everywhere we go. We see the spiritual darkness today. You, you see it on TV. They march on TV. They don't accept God. They put Jesus down. If you don't believe the way they... You know, let me just say this. I have a problem with somebody says, well... They've got their way, you got your way, and I've got my way. They're they trying to tell me, the Bible says there's many ways into heaven. Many ways. That ain't what my Bible said. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father except by hugging a tree. Praying to the Son. Running around in the moon? No. No man comes to the Father except by me. Him. Jesus. And they want to take that from him. Listen, we're living in a dark, dark spiritual day at this hour and this time. But I can tell you, and I rest assured about this, the day is going to come. The day the sun is going to rise in the morning. Just because it's getting mighty dark around here, the darker it gets, signals the coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming. It might not be today, or it may be the day the skies part back. I'm, I love this. It just may be the day of the sound of the trumpet sound and the clouds stop back, roll back and Jesus steps out and says, come home, calls my name. I'm out of this world. I'm no longer part of this world. He's going to call my name. I'm going to lose my gravitation pull on me. I'm going to float off and I'm going to be with him forever and ever. Amen. It may be dark spiritually that we live in today. But the sun is coming. The sun is coming. I believe it. So, well, what do we do if we're living in a dark time and all this stuff's going on? How do we fight it? How do we combat it? How do we make it through? How do I keep trying step by step to live for God and serve God and give glory for God? And just say this. Let your light shine and keep moving on. Don't stop. 
There'll be times that you get tired. There'll be times that you want to lay down. And there'll be times you want to give up. But let me just say this. Don't give up. Don't stop. Just keep on moving. Thinking, hey, there's a day coming. There's a reward out there that I'm looking forward to. I've got somewhere I'm going. I'm heading somewhere. And if I'm heading somewhere, I can't stop and lay down. I've got to keep moving on. I've got to keep traveling on. I'm heading to a direction. I'm heading to a home. I'm not giving up. And I'm not sitting down and I'm not going to worry about the things of this world I'm just going to keep on living for God amen let your light shine today and if you let it shine keep moving going forward sharing the gospel of those around just maybe just maybe you can bring somebody else with you. Somebody else can go home with you. Somebody else can enter to heaven with you. But if you sit around and go to sleep, think about all those that are die. And hell will be their home. Let your light shine this morning. Even though it is a dark, dark day, spiritually, the sun is coming. The sun is coming. Is coming. Let us.